Live from Nordia House in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. In my 20s, I went on a date with a new friend, and her name was Gail. Now, Gail, she had a habit of studying people very closely. And this wasn't unusual, since Gail also did a lot of acting. Now, I don't remember the details of the conversation or how it came about, but at one point during our dinner, Gail looked across the table, square in the face, and she said to me, you're phony. <laughs> I was taken back for a moment, but kept my cool. And inside, in my brain, I thought, who is this person? She doesn't know me. In fact, I remember thinking, I happen to be the most real person that I know. <laughs> Yet, I felt this burn of embarrassment creep uh, across my skin. And I knew it had to be emanating from a little seed of truth. And I got to tell you, those words, you're phony, those stuck with me for years. Now, I've been working on myself in the peeling the onion kind of way for a long time. And I had always found it curious that those words that from somebody that I barely knew could stick to my soul the way that those did. And being the introspective type, I thought I should probably go back in time and see if I could uncover that little seed. A little history. My mom, she left my dad and three brothers when I was two. A couple of years later, my dad remarried. But then, when I was eight, my dad had made the decision to put me up for adoption. I know, right? <laughs> now, my little eight-year-old self it did not fully grasp the meaning of adoption or the finality of it. But on that day when, when he turned and walked out the door and left me standing in the middle of a foster home, I, I cried out with unbridled emotion. I was inconsolable. Looking back, I think it's likely that that was the last time in a long time that I was genuinely myself. Hey, but we know kids are resilient. And I was no different. And in no time at all, I was getting along just fine in my new environment. Now, these foster parents, Mr. and Mrs. Davis, they were great. They were loving and compassionate. They had a family of their own, four kids, ranging from age eight to 18. 
And then on top of that, they had two foster kids. I mean, these are, these are really good people. Well, and if I couldn't be living with my brothers and my dad, living with the Davises wasn't a half bad second. And about a year into living in this new environment, the Davises sat me down and told me that there was a couple that wanted to adopt me. And as I look back now as an adult, I can really sense the delusive energy around this adoption. The prospective parents bringing forward their most caring and credible selves, hoping for a fast and easy connection with me. Frankly, all I saw were two old people. I mean, they were almost 50. <laughs> Plus, I had already been told and knew that they had three kids of their own that were fully grown adults out living in the world. I did not want anything to do with that couple. In fact, I wanted the Davises to adopt me. I mean, they had become my family. But this was 1970, and the way it was explained to me was that there were rules that prohibited the foster parents from adopting the foster kids. So in a short time, I moved to a new town, got a new last name, and was reluctantly having to call these two virtual strangers mom and dad. Not a year after the adoption, my new dad, well, he began regularly molesting me. And let me just take a moment to let you all know that I have done a lot of healing around all this, so I'm really fine and good. Uh, but if this triggers for anybody out there, I know a good therapist. <laughs> Now, the most damaging aspect of all of my molestation experiences was not the acts themselves, not as painful and awkward and surreal as they were, no. It was the secrets surrounding all of those experiences that proved to be the most damaging to my soul. In fact, holding those secrets so close completely supplanted any sense of myself that I had. That is the seed. That is the seed that my friend Gail had touched. Be a good daughter. Ah, 
but keep close in mind that at every opportunity, he was going to do it again and again and again. And I, I needed to act like everything was fine. And should somebody start asking questions, you remember the rule. You deny, deny, deny. Well, I cloaked myself in armor in order to keep anybody from knowing the truth. And that armor, I'm telling you, was made out of survival skills. During my adolescence years and my teen years, I did not have any friends. I didn't join any clubs, no. I didn't play any sports, no. I could not do anything that might risk exposing these secrets. I eventually became unable to reach out for help. I honestly know that I could not even discern that I needed help, and I needed help badly. Well, as an adult, those survival skills and all that armor, it created quite the foundation for the persona that I would build for myself. I was completely self-sufficient. I did not need anybody's help. If there was something that needed to be done, I could do it on my own. I had become capable Kathy. That is the person that Gail saw. Yeah. It was such a heavy burden to have to hold all of those secrets that required me to deny my needs, my wants, my dreams. The truth is that I made a habit out of hiding myself, not just from all of you. More importantly, I was hiding from myself. When the reality is, I know that I am a person that craves human connection. Yeah. But good connection doesn't, it's not fast and it's not easy. 
And it's really difficult to give hugs and receive hugs when you're wearing all that armor. Now, I still keep capable Kathy close by because she served me well over the years and she's very handy. <laughs> but what I discovered along that journey is that there is so much more to me than all of that. I have for years been seeking my real, true, and authentic self. I have cast aside those burdens that I should have never had to carry. And tonight, I'm on this stage being genuine. I'm telling you the secrets. And I've cast off anything that remains of that armor. And what I know to be true is that I am here. I am a whole and I am real. <laughs>